Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning. LKN. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you today. 706, Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the Sticks. Have a special Bill in studio. Randomly was hanging out outside the building, just had nothing to do this morning. Said, can I come hang out with you guys? Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber. Bill, what were you doing outside? What's I, going on? I was completely lost. Just gone, just <laughs> wandering the streets. You know, we've been worried, you know, as as the community continues to age, you know, they talk about dementia, they talk about things. <laughs> I just wasn't sure what was happening. No, no, I, I kid, I kid. You left your phone here on accident. Uh, we don't give people keys to this place in the after hours. So you were without your phone in the night. Did you kind of have a mental breakdown without your phone, as most people would, or how did you fare? Not at all. <clears throat> I, I I'm one of those that I'm not tethered to the phone. So, I when I'm working out in the garden, a long time ago, I actually took my phone and put it in my pocket, and I sweat so much that it it got into the screen. Ooh. <clears throat> and so I now don't go to the garden. I don't work around the house with it, and occasionally I, I do silly stuff like that, like leaving it. I don't know how I would react if I left my phone somewhere for a whole night. I've definitely left my, my, my phone has died in the nighttime. I'm still next to it so I can like cuddle it if I need to, <laughs> but I, I've not yet experienced leaving my phone behind and I don't want to, uh, but you know, regardless, we're glad you're here today. We're it's glad to you're here. here. You've got a few things going on today at the chamber. Uh, enlighten us. What's happening in the world of small business? Well, at 9 o'clock, we're going to have that nonprofit roundtable, and that's going to be at the Homewood Suites in Davidson, and that's an opportunity for about 30, 35 nonprofits to get together, share what they do, um, and because there's some nonprofits like an Ada Jenkins that may not know what the, the Dove House or Solomon um, or, or Beds for Kids is, and also to share what upcoming programs they have so they don't have fundraisers at the same time. So we're having that at the Homewood Suites at 9 o'clock to 10.30. Do you ever have to tell a nonprofit, like, hey, this isn't a good idea? Have you ever had to do that? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever done that. No. Okay. No, I mean, that's that's good. I, I, I just don't know. Like, someone comes in, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to give needles to everybody. Like, that's probably not a good idea. You know, uh, I, I, we have had opportunities to talk to small business uh, entrepreneurs that says, I have this idea for something, where you, th- you know, talk to them and you think it through and you say, maybe this is not the right fit. Uh, but usually I'll, I'll let SCORE, or you know, you know what SCORE is, right? Score. Yes, I'm familiar with SCORE. I actually utilized SCORE back whenever I had the law firm. I went by there just to kind of talk to them. It's a um, 
program with the Small Business Association, right, of the U.S. SBA? They're in partnership with the Small Business Administration, but it's a group of uh, mentors, volunteers. It might be like Justin, who who maybe you're, you're 50 years old and you're not ready to retire by any stretch of the means, but you've had two or three successful businesses. Joe Vagnone is a perfect example of somebody who has, you look at Joe and he's had a number of businesses that he's done really well with and then sold the businesses, which is kind of how he got into what he does. But uh, they're, so now they mentor and counsel startup business owners, and they'll help you with your marketing plan, your business plan, put you in contact with uh, financial, maybe an angel investor, but, but help you get your financing. But they also might sit down and, and they listen to what you're doing, and they go like, this might not be the right thing for you. And let's, let's do that now before you get into it and lose some money. Do you think Score would ever let Joe Vagnone put his face on a billboard down there with him? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Joe Vagnone would be an excellent counselor if he, at some particular point. Uh, he, has, he has been tremendous uh, in terms of small business support uh, in our community for uh, 15, 20 years. What, what makes you love small business so much? Because Dude, I got to be honest with you. Like, I get home, like, I love business. I love business. But I get tired. You don't seem to get tired of business. How, how do you keep up with all of it? it you know, it's, it's, it's fun. like today when I go to those nonprofits, uh, it, that will really recharge your battery when you're, when you're listening and hearing 35 different people share what they're doing in this community. Man, it makes you feel good. Uh, and when you see a, a small business owner with an idea and they come into your office and say, I'm thinking about doing this, and then five years later, I'll give you a perfect example. When I first got up here in 1996, uh, I called on Bill Kane, and Bill Kane had a had a small office over in Liverpool. It was maybe 1,500, 2,000 square feet of space. It was a little some offices, and and now you look at what they've done, and they're talking about building that much builder building that much bigger campus on Westmoreland, but. They've really grown that organization, Financial Independence Group, and you see that, and you go like, "Wow, that's just cool." John Hetworth is another example, Payroll Plus. Uh, I called; he had a little tiny office over at Carolina Cones, right in that little complex, and and now he's grown that to where he's in almost fifty states, and it's just fascinating. I almost bought that lot on Westmoreland, so like it's a little <laughs> bit of a sore subject for me with Bill Kane. I've never met him; he's a super nice guy. It sounds like I mean, I think he donated to the Kane Center as well. Their family did, and and that's phenomenal. But I don't know how I feel about the relationship right now because that should have been my lot, similar to how Krispy Kreme <laughs> should have been mine. It's almost in that same category. I feel like, like, hey, like I was thinking about this dirt first. Is that at what point can we say, hey, my thought came before your action? It, that that means it's mine. Is that ever going to be a thing in the world? You think? I don't. I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, there's there's a lot of great ideas out there. You go like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And and so the ideas that are flowing through the community right now, let's say, what's like a new idea that you've heard? You don't have to give the specific person, or if you want to give the specific person some love, what's going on that's something new and fresh, maybe that you've heard as a potential in the area, maybe a new business. You know, I, I see so many startup businesses with so many kinds of ideas, and um, <clears throat> you know the the company. Not, now, now I can't think of it. I, sh- I shouldn't. You put me on the spot. Now I did it again. Now, I'm now sorry. I can't, now, now I can't think me. of the business. No, it's not. But it's it is the jeweler in Huntersville that oh. creates the jewels. I mean, it creates the rings out of 
out of wood, out of uh, metal. Uh, it could it could be uh, if if you served on an aircraft carrier and they give you a piece, you could you could make the ring from that. Uh, it could be uh, the wood out of your barn that they belong to your great grandfather. So that it's just kind of really cool. Is there any businesses that you wish would leave the community? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that some aren't here. How about that? Do you think we'll ever have as many CBD and head shops as we do banks in Cornelius? <clears throat> well, there are a lot of banks and I, and I yeah, it's, it's, they're opening up every day. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting business as well. Cause it's basically like cash, right? Like, I mean, CBD, the, the pot game is pretty much cash and are, you're a farmer. Have you considered, you know, the potential of growing, let's say hemp, maybe not, maybe not, uh, it's all can. Is it all cannabis, Bill? Is it all cannabis? It's just some of it's the marijuana versus the hemp. There's that. There's that whole thing, right? Like it's all cannabis, but one's one gets you high, one gets you. You know, I don't want to say low, but you know what I mean. I stitch your tomatoes and corn. Tomatoes and corn. Okay, no, that's fair. Hey, no, that's fair. you know, um, Doctor Fred Lowry, uh, host of Health Talk, he grows his own hemp. And he, he, he likes to harvest and extract, I think, for the CBD and all that. So I'm not talking about the psychedelic effects, everybody. It's only 7.13 in the morning. Everybody needs to calm down a little bit. <laughs> My gosh. You know, we celebrate small business, too, at WSIC. Every Wednesday, Richard Shannon, our digital community manager, makes a post uh, on, on Facebook for people to tag their favorite small businesses. I had the privilege of going by a place in Mooresville called Sumo Shack. Have you been by Sumo Shack before? Never heard of it. Wow. It's it's on 33, pretty much right across the street from Jeffries, and in the Mount Morn complex right there. And this burger, Bill. Are you a burger guy? You like I burgers? I am a burger guy. Yes, I, absolutely. Yeah. I was telling everyone yesterday that when I go to a restaurant for the first time, I use their burger as their defining point. I will judge them on their burger, and, and then I will judge their entire restaurant and their entire family beyond that. And so with this place, Sumo Shack, this burger was absolutely phenomenal. My biggest pet peeve of burgers, Bill, and I'd love to hear your take on this, the meat-to-bun ratio. How important do you put that when you consider the burger you're going to eat? You know, I'm, I'm getting... I'm, I'm getting to the point that I like less bun. So, yeah, I want, I want the meat. So, and I, want, I don't want all the goodies to go on it, too, the mayonnaise, the mustard, the ketchup. The, um, I like the, Car- the Carolina burger at Wendy's where you get the, you get the chili and the slaw on it. There you go. Good morning, LK. And hanging out with Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber. Coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Gazeppa, 718. Bill's on the sticks. Bill Russell joining us in the studio. Bill, um, I feel like... You're somebody I can be honest with and I can have a conversation with oh about certain things. As I was preparing this morning, I was in my closet. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready. I put my shirt on before my pants and I put my shirt on. Come to find out this isn't my shirt. I, I get my clothes dry cleaned. I get my shirts dry cleaned. And this isn't my shirt. Am I a bad person for still wearing it? <laughs> well, it, does it fit? It fits phenomenally. It's actually whoever's shirt this is. Shout out to whoever's shirt this is. They've got good taste. And it feels good. Now I feel like, though, I've worn it. I've imprinted my DNA. Do I get to keep it? Uh, No, I would still return it. You'd return it to the dry cleaner? Well, I've had things just uh, missing out of the dry cleaner. I had pairs of pants. I I had several pairs of pants. I was like, I I gave them to you. They're gone. 
And uh, they, they searched for them. They said, well, well, we'll replace them. So I went out and bought a couple, three new pair of pants. And then they said, we found them. <laughs> what, what about this? Uh, you were going to pay me for these. So now I have the six pair of pants. But uh, yeah, you need to return You need to return the shirt. Do but I you, need you to wash it, it before? No, no. no just re- give it back to no, them. Just give it back. Say, I thought it was mine. What it, Could that be a potential business in the Lake Norman area, like a dry cleaner where you just get a batch of shirts? And <laughs> like a library checks out books and you just bring them back. Uh, almost like the lost and found of two of us. Yeah. <laughs> we found your clothes. Yeah, I think it could work because... How do you misplace them? <laughs> I, I'm okay. I don't... I don't. You know, I'm, I could switch up a variety. Maybe one week I'm feeling more pastelish. You know, it doesn't really work with my complexion, but maybe maybe something like that plays. What do you well, think? You did tie the, the tie into the coat, which is... Did Demi do that or did you do that? <laughs> Demi helps me with a lot of things, but I tie my own ties, sir. Well, I no, the, I'm not talking about tying the tie. The tie matches your coat. The, the blue and color. That is so sweet of you to notice. Yes, yes. So I, I just wondered, did your wife do that or did you did she, you intentionally do that? She does give the final inspection approval before I walk out oh, of the there house. You go. There's been a couple of times where I slip past. Like I won't, I, like if I really like want to test the waters, I'll carry the coat out the door and not put it on so she doesn't notice because she says I get a little bit too outlandish with my patterns. Okay. Now I have one for you because okay. I heard this conversation the other day. Okay. Do you ever, when you when you see your your wife wearing something, and you do, is is that what you're wearing? Oh gosh! Which 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 I, you know you mm-hmm. don't say it from the standpoint it doesn't look good. It's just that you didn't think that. Is that what you're wearing? The look that you get when you say that. Here's the problem for me. <laughs> Here's the problem for me. That that would be the 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 more husbandly, better, significant other thing to do to to approach the situation. I find a lot of situations it's not what we say, it's how we say it. Me, I just walk in. Are you sure? <laughs> and then everyone wonders, like, oh, why, why, why do you say continuously that Demi's like, why did I marry you? And I'm like, have you met me? Like, it's it's usually on me. Ninety nine point nine percent is on me. I, I was telling everyone the other day, the point one percent that is definitely on her is her lack of ability of organizing the dishwasher. How much should I put her lack of ability of organizing a dishwasher? into the likelihood of our marriage succeeding? I, I don't know, but I, 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 I'm one of those who I don't understand when you have people over at your house and they put the dirty dishes into the sink rather mm. than just putting them in, wash, rinsing them, put into the dishwasher. Why do they get stacked up in the sink? Well, you threw out an important concept there of rinsing the dish before mm. putting it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Another thing that I, and, I, and I don't want to blame Demi. Maybe I should blame her parents. I don't think she was ever taught that. And that's, that's, a, that's really sometimes what the issue is. And I'm picking on her this morning likely because she's about to walk out the door and she's going to head to school today. She works at Lake Norman Charter. She's a kindergarten teacher. They have their first day with kids today. Oh, so, my. So I'm really just trying to poke the beautiful gazelle before she goes into school today and make sure she has the best day possible by talking about this kind of content. Again, another reason why where I'll ask, is it okay to make fun of your significant other on a regular basis? No, never, no? never, never. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, that was quick. That mm-hmm. that bit didn't last as long as I thought it would. No, no. Well, I I've been uh, I have been married, and divorced twice. So okay. I, 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 we, we've never discussed this. I no, actually I refer to him as plaintiff number one and plaintiff number two. <laughs> as <laughs> but, an attorney, I get it. But but I now know I now know what not to do to poke the bear. Mm. No, you don't do that.
What do you think then for those who are finding love in the community? Because, you know, Lake Norman's a pretty, I'd say, decently romantic area. There's a lot to do. No question. You, you got the lake. You want to go out on like a sunset cruise maybe on some of those fancy big old, what are the big boats called on Lake Norman that you can go on? What, I'm Carolina Grace is, is, is one of them. That's one of them. So you can go out on Carolina Grace. You know, you can propose probably like picturesque for like a TLC show at the sure. least. Uh-huh. And so for those looking for a romantic thing to do in the community, what do you find to be some of the businesses that support romance in Lake Norman? Uh, you know, Justin, here's the deal. This, this is Lake Norman. Every business supports love in Lake Norman. That's right. Shell gas station, it, baby. Yeah. Get in there. Get you Every a two-for-one on the biscuits. That is how you start and, your day. And I just want you to know, I love business. I love all of my businesses. So, I mean, it's just a romantic day for me. You get to love business all day. That's yeah. pretty good. And, and, and the last segment, I, I was talking about the jeweler. I couldn't remember the jeweler. Rustic in Maine. Rustic in Maine, they actually, and they're moving into Cornelius, so they're going to have... They're going to have, I think, a showroom here, uh, but they're still going to have their their manufacturing process in Huntersville. So they're they're covering the lake. So I I love Rustic and Maine. Do you think because all these people don't want <laughs> other businesses coming into Lake Norman at this point? There's a faction of people out there. At what point can we start signing people up then to move out so we can bring some new people in? <laughs> Is that going to ever be a, like a swap thing? Is that going to happen? You know, I actually saw the other day somebody wrote that because I talked about the next generation of people that are watching yeah. us, and they said. What do you mean that generation is leaving? Even my kids are questioning why we still remain here with all this happening. I'm thinking, why do you remain? If yeah. you're not happy here, why don't you leave? Uh, what's holding you back? Probably because the prices are so high everywhere else <laughs> that they can't afford anywhere else, and they want they love the community that they live in. If I had to guess, I saw that letter you put out, um, and I saw it on uh, Business Today. I believe is where it got, it got pushed, pushed as an opinion article. Thank you, uh, Dave Yoakum, dear friend, who I keep trying to get on the morning show. But for whatever reason, he, he doesn't like me anymore. Um, so you put out that letter. Why did you decide to do that? Well, it, it actually, the Lake Norman Citizen, I think, public, is coming out today. So it's in both of those. Um, I had three or four times uh, listened, listened to various um, people talking about this or that uh, on social media, at town hall meetings. And I wrote a letter, and I, I would go in the next day. I'd let it sit for a day. And I'd look at it, look it up on my desktop yeah. and go like, Nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stir things up. And then after the uh, the the Cornelius Business Park, uh, after that Greenberg application got pulled, um, I just said, you know, I need to respond. And and really, it wasn't so much that. Uh, um, yes, I'm disappointed that North American properties couldn't move forth and and Burkeville, Burkeville Phase Two. I'm I'm disappointed that that, that business park is at least for the time being been put on hold. But what I was more disappointed with was how we were treating each other, what we're saying about each other in social media, what even when we go to town board meetings and people are standing at the dais, they're not supposed to talk about other people. Mm -hmm. You can talk about the project, but yet they still bring personalities in. Sure. Um, You're watching the town board meeting on YouTube and you see all these comments and usually they're anonymous. Uh, they're not really the real person's name. And sometimes that's the case of business today, too. Dave just lets people, you know, Ann. Well, who is Ann? It doesn't, doesn't say who they are. And they say sometimes uh, some of the most vile and despicable things about elected officials or businesses or maybe just each other. Mm. And that needs to stop because you're, you're talking about your kids. Your kids listen to, to everything you and your wife say in the kitchen. Uh, and they're going to go back out and they're going to replicate that. And you may be in the school ground. Business idea. At the town board meetings, public hearing meetings, 
planning board meetings, we cut off a section of the room to throw tomatoes. <laughs> Do you think that would provide a sense of relief for a lot of people who have this pent-up aggression likely stemming from a childhood issue that are looking to blame it on others. You know what? We probably we we needed to have a dunking booth, and we could we could take uh, you know, Bill Russell, Jake, some of the other people, yeah. put them in the dunking booth. Boy, we could raise a lot of money for Big Day at the Lake. It could, could be. <laughs> it would be great. And then also, like that's how you have to move your project forward. If you want my vote, you get dunked in the booth. <laughs> I think there'd probably be some people that would win that would run off that campaign. Are you? Do you think we're going to see another? The last time in Cornelius, right? There was the the gaggle of group who filed and signed that letter about the moratorium. Do you think as we get closer, we're going to see anything like that potentially? Anything can happen in politics. We got you know we got a huge field running in in Huntersville. You got seventeen um, people running for the town board. You got. I didn't three... know there was that many lines on the sign up sheet. To be honest with you, I didn't realize that that many people were allowed to file. I thought there was a cutoff. And three people running for mayor here in Cornelius, two and and ten people running for town board. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out. Uh, Jeff Tart made the comment. Um, both both of the mayoral candidates and and Cornelius, great people. All three people running for mayor in, in Huntersville. There are no losers. Um, it will be a different approach to how we do things. I mean, you've got in Huntersville, you've got two Republicans and a Democrat. Now it's a non uh, nonpartisan election. But certainly, um, there'll be different uh, approaches to how we answer our problems um, by virtue of any one of those three people. But they're all great people. Bill Russell, uh, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, also host of Town Talk that airs every Wednesday from 4 to 5 o'clock here on WSIC, been joining us in the studio. Bill, thanks for uh, stopping by, hanging out. Thanks for picking up your phone. I was about to take it, uh, I don't know, maybe sell it at Verizon or something, maybe get some credit or something. So. I'm just glad you didn't make any international calls. Yeah, well, we thought about pranking uh, Joe Vagnone this morning, but I, I don't think that would have went too well. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. What's your thoughts on the town? You like the small businesses that are hanging out? What are some businesses you want to see? We want more business to come into the community. We love small businesses. Shout out to all our small businesses. Remember, go on Facebook. You just go to that post Richard Shannon, our digital community manager made. You can tag your favorite small business. Give them some love. We want to help them grow, help them do what they need to do. You're listening to Good Morning LKN 844 Studio 4. We'll be right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. 7.35. I know I poke fun at Demi a lot, but she is the best wife in the whole entire world. I don't care. Anybody else's spouse, none of y'all can compete to my wife. Because of her, I get to do what I get to do every day, so I'm very grateful. This is a pro-Demi radio station. This is 100% pro-Demi radio station. She's also the normal community calendar girl, so like you hear Mike Jackson this week. Like that, she, Demi had her first week of school this week. She's been working hard. Kids have been sick. I, like I said, I wouldn't be able to do what I could do without her. So I, I am very grateful. We do have, poke fun at each other and we have fun. I probably shouldn't poke so much at her as I do. That's on me. That's me. I should be better, a better husband than that. Yeah, uh, you know, you're really, you're really testing, you know. I know. I know. What foot did she get off at? You know, it's the first day of work. Because I know if people are trying me and I'm a little, you know. On the rocks. See, one of, one of my favorite shows, and this is an old school show, West Wing. I don't, I don't know if you ever watched that. It's like about, it follows like a president um, through, through, through their presidential thing. And there's this debate like in the second round when he's running for re-election. And he like wants to get hyped up for the debate. And his wife clips his tie 
right before just to throw him off, like cuts it in half with scissors. Like that's the relationship that I feel like Demi and I have of like, let's hype each other up and just throw zingers. Cause she's the best teacher in the world too. You talk about someone who's made for teaching Demi. Like she, there is no better teacher I've ever met. And someone who cares about kids as much as she does. There's a lot of them that do, but I'm just letting y'all know that she's the best. So throwing that out there, call that an editorial correction. Um, just, just letting everybody know this morning. Bill, we didn't have a chance to really chat this morning. Bill Russell invaded. He, he was lost outside like a little puppy. Um, even though it says no dogs allowed inside of the studio, we, we did let him in. And, and so he hung out with us for a bit. But how's your morning going? Well, you know, I was extremely surprised to walk into the studio this morning and see another Bill just sitting, you know, in the office. Everybody's relaxed. Everyone's, I come in, you're smiling, having a good time. Sorry. So, I don't know if I can say how I truly feel, so I'll just say I'm fine. I, I can't say it's unreasonable for you to be confused in that scenario. Also, particularly because uh, you didn't know he was coming. And so I, I would be of shock. I, I think I would be uh, a, a bit, um, what's one of the words of the day I could use to, to, to fill in for, for what I'm trying to think here of uh, perplexed, right? Is that, was that one a word, perplexed? Was not one of our words, but it does work. Okay. Uh, I, 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 was, I, I could see it. I could see it. So, so I'll apologize to you. Uh, no one's going to replace you, Bill. No, no one's going to replace you. Do you hear that, Bill Russell? That's <laughs> We we still got to figure out the whole Bill Bill thing, or we just let it ride and see what happens. I kind of like it, man. We just let it ride and just say, "Hey, Bill," and there's whoever. I like it because I just know nobody's talking to me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. What's next? I went. Everybody's heard about the bird. It's time for the word of the day. What's the word? The word of the day. Today's word of the day is ikigai. 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 Is that English? Ikigai. It actually comes from, uh, it's a Japanese word. Ikigai. Yes. Ikigai. ikigai. Maybe it's ikigai. Ikigai. You, know, you got to throw, throw the, the accent on it too. Ikigai. Easy on that, partner. Uh, ikigai. It's a noun. It is a noun. So it's a person, place, or a thing. Yes. I would say it falls more into the thing category. Okay. Thank you for that hint. Ikigai. Many people find their ikigai through pursuing hobbies or creative endeavors that align with their personal values and interests. Ikigai. Could you repeat that sentence one more time, sir? Many people find their ikigai through the pers through pursuing hobbies or creative endeavors that align with their personal values and interests. Their passion. Yes, but you know it's the word of the day, so it's oh, a little, it's a bit little more. deeper. They're it's a very bit more. they're very specific passion. Yes, your ikigai should not be solely focused on financial success, but rather on finding a balance between your passion, purpose, and profession. Your most uh, important thing you want. Yeah, so ikigai is a Japanese word, okay. um, and it's about one's reason for being, right? It, which in uh, principle is the convergence of one's personal passion, their beliefs, their values, and their vocation. Ikigai. 
right? So I, I guess a way to think about it is, you know, a Venn diagram with the circles that kind of overlap? Yeah. Let's pretend we got four of them. You know, let's talk about what we love to do, um, you know, what our beliefs, uh, what are our values, and then what can I get paid to do? And then right there in the middle that has something in common with all of them is your ikigai. So for Demi, for example, you know, teaching seems great. She's great with kids. Can Demi um, be my ikigai? She could be. It is dangerous, though, to make a person your Ooh, reason for being. Okay. Very dangerous. Okay. Slippery slope. It can be. Um, so we suggest not humans, although Demi would be a very excellent uh, ikigai. Well, that's a great word. That's phenomenal. I felt also like it had a twinge of almost wisdom of work-life balance. Yes. It, did you do that on purpose? Like, are you feeling like as if, you know, hey, I need to, you know, throw this out there for people that need more than just a knowledge? They need some, some type of centering wisdom? Yeah, you know, picking the word of the day, it's a great responsibility. Um, it's like one of the two responsibilities I have here at WSIC. Sure. Um, and this takes up probably about 80% of my day. Uh, so, you know, I'm just trying to dig deeper uh, into the onion and really... Uh, tug on some heartstrings the question is do you write out like the word like and practice it you know like remember on the whiteboard and i remember from school did they ever i think it was probably even before our time where when you got in trouble you'd have to write a word on a board like a hundred times do you do that with the word of the day uh i do i do that is not required of me from my job i just do no. that extracurricular um, right it makes me happy it makes me fully sometimes you got to be the word of the day you know what i mean so when you head out, when you're heading up to a meeting in Statesville, you know, it's lights off in here. Yeah. All lights off. And, um, and you're yeah, going to take I that call. call. You got a call. Bill's got a call. He's got to take that call. And, and I ask because if I think uh, about the use of the words and trying to build a vocabulary, a lot of times I want to just keep my conversations simple. And, and I don't know, do you, do you try to speak? above and I don't want to say above like hear me out here for a second hear me out here for a second do you try to speak above like your level depending on the person you're talking to almost to impress you know you're you're in a conversation at work and you got somebody and you're like oh, okay yeah this is somebody I can match this I can handle this they're, they're throwing out these big words at me I think I could do the same I'm gonna throw some big words back at him egregious that is egregious sir you know, sometimes you just want to throw it back at them. Sometimes you want to play play with it. Sometimes you want to have fun and make up words. I said, I, I, sometimes I'll just make up a word in a sentence. Just start talking to people and try to figure it out and just say to myself, hey, goobly gobbly, you know, that's that's life. All right, I get off the phone and I hear goobly gobbly. <laughs> where, where did you take that? I, I, well, I was saying, do you ever try to, depending on the person you're talking to, you know how some people come into a conversation with like a very high level of of vocabulary and almost like you know you try to get to that level no 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 i'm i'm smart too i'm smart too right i, I can use right and then, so now we're posturing with our vocabulary yes and so what i do sometimes i'll just make up a word yeah no that goobly gobbly was crazy wasn't it and then see if they i'm accept a little indifferent it. about it see if see if they accept the word like as right. like oh i see yeah no yeah i'm goobly gobbly i learned that one in seventh grade too i know what that means you ever do that? It's a little too hot for goobly gobbly. Yeah, and, and so, so I, I'll, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't try to try to do that. A lot of times, it's because like a way I, I can engage in the conversation. This is one of the problems I have. I could, for sometimes, like by the end of the day, my brain is mostly mush. 
100% mashed potatoes, Goobly no gobbly. no gravy, and I could be sitting in front of someone, my eyes are locked in, and they'll be talking, and I will be, you know, actively listening with my other body gestures, but my mind did not absorb one word that they said. And so I apologize to anybody I have afternoon appointments with. It's not you. It's me. Huh? Exactly. That's what happens to me. I don't, but you can't say, huh? Right. You have to come up with a response. Sure. Well, how does that make you <laughs> sure. feel? How does that make you feel? You know, like you That's always got to find a way That's to it. not let them know that you were not paying attention. What's your what's your method? You get caught not paying attention. No bueno. 844-STUDIO-4. Good morning, LKN. Justin Gazepis. Bill's on the sticks. 748. Got to clear the throat real quick. Sorry. <laughs> Trying to figure out the appropriate way to clear your throat in a group. Group setting. Is it okay? Are we are we at a point okay? Is COVID COVID's like happening again? I think people get COVID. Do people get COVID anymore? Oh yeah. Do are the tests like do tests handle it anymore? Like can you like like what are they looking at now? I'm not sure, uh, but I I do know that I keep hearing it on the news. Oh, it's on the news. Yeah, I keep, random outbreaks. Okay. Yep. Well, we're a news outlet. Random COVID outbreaks. That's upticks. Upticks. Are we at a point that COVID is just like normal? Like it's just like part of the day? I probably shouldn't talk about it because do we want to get booted off YouTube again? I don't know. I don't think we want to, right? No, we don't want to. Okay, let me stop talking about that. National holidays. National holidays. Let's do it. And I'm not afraid to shy away from content for all those who just thought that that's what happened. That's not what happened. National holidays. Uh, National Lazy Day. National Lazy Day. I bet a lot of people celebrating today. I observe. I actually observed a little yesterday, too. Did you? Yeah. I'm going to observe tomorrow. Maybe tonight. I'm going to make it Lazy Month. Can't you? Can't you? Isn't this one that should just be like lazy year? Like, I'm just going to have a lazy year. I've been working really hard for like years. Year of the lazy. Lazy llamas. Do you think llamas are the laziest animals there are? Absolutely or, not. Llamas or baseball players? Which one's more lazy? Llamas. Okay. Well, that's debatable. National Spoil Your Dog Day. You got a dog? Oh, yeah. How many dogs you got? One. And are you going to spoil your dog? Uh, yeah, it's actually at, uh, the dog is at Grandma's house right now. Oh, Gram um, Gram. Yep, getting spoiled daily. How how does your dog like to get spoiled? Um, it prefers a nice blanket, a nice treat. Ooh. Um, so a, a lot like me, we have that in common. Yes. Um, doesn't really like for people to move. Would prefer everyone to stay seated. Don't move. Um, no rain. Definitely no thunderstorm. <laughs> um, and just remain quiet. Remain still. Don't look at his food. <laughs> Don't even pretend to reach for his food. Stay, <laughs> stay seated. It's, it's, it, does your dog do anything dog-like, or is this just like my world, you guys are just peons? I, I think you're starting to get it, Justin. Yes, it is uh, Jabbo's world, and we're all just living in it. 
does Jabbo like how does your mom react to Jabbo like if he starts barking like like what is what's her go to Oh loves Jabbo uh, embraces it just, He's oh, so Jabbo. excited He's so excited He's so she knows how to calm him down I would imagine Well she just leans into it which is a great way to kind of diffuse you know Yes or even just approach a scenario like that Oh we're all going to make noise I tried to do that with Noah and Emmy when they get ready. Demi's been teaching me redirection. It's a big thing she's got to do at kindergarten with five-year-olds, and really teachers have to do it in general at schools. So I'm trying to learn that with a four-year-old and a two-year-old, what's redirection? Like, ha, 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 ha. Like, that's enough of a chokehold on your sister. Let's play with Hot Wheels. Let's redirect. Redirect. And so I think there's a lot of similarities between our pets that we could utilize with our children as well. Because children can be pets, basically, right? Oh boy. Like, like at a at a certain point, you know, they're they're basically if they can't like talk or understand or communicate with what the situation is, you have to do it in a way that they can understand. Similar to what we do with our pets. Like, do you think dogs can understand humans truly, or is it like just they hear these reverbing sounds multiple times and they like have this muscle memory? Yeah, I think it's the sounds, but. There are times where I know that he knows what I'm talking about, what I need for him to do, and I see him do the exact opposite. Active defiance. Active defiance. Getting another call. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe somebody's got to take on pets. You think it's pets, or do you think it's National Lazy Day? One of the two somebody's calling about, probably. Or maybe just something completely different. I don't know. Duran Duran Appreciation Day. All the music lovers out there. Duran Duran. Trying to think of a hit from Duran Duran. Would have to uh, get on the old internets to try to look for that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, up on the newest hits. I don't even know if Duran Duran has a new hit. I'm really bad about keeping up with music these days. I'm pretty much like just stuck where I'm at. I feel like I've got a lot of music in my brain. I love music. Absolutely love music. And I don't listen to new songs. I don't, I don't mind. I just don't actively seek out trying to find, hey, what's that newest song? And so I, I, don't, I, I, I just don't look for it. But I, I have a lot of great music and hits in my head. I also have, have a really enact ability, if that's even a word, uh, innate ability. I don't want to call it a skill completely because I don't think it can be defined by anybody else as that of just making up random lyrics as I go about my day. Sometimes I'll just start singing in my head. Oh, there's a car and it's blue and we find it sitting there and look, there's a weirdo walking past. I don't like calling people weirdos, but in my brain, in that moment, like, hey, should you really have been wearing that outfit while you're walking your dog? You didn't think to put anything else on that was what you decided to wear. And oh, by the way, you're a baseball fan. It's usually... usually... I get off the phone. I saw you get off the phone. I saw you get off the phone, and that's why that's why I did that. I just never know where I'm going to come back to. Right, and that's, that's, that's kind of what I did with you there, was I saw you, because I can see you, and, and I figured I'd poke the bear again. What was the call about? Anything good? Was it Hope? Uh, yeah, it was actually Hope. Um, shout out Hope. She had uh, some great advice uh, about animals and dogs and even, I guess, children as well. You know, don't, don't tell them what you don't want them to do. You know, so if I'm saying don't jump on that couch, don't jump on that couch, you know, 
they're not really hearing that don't part. You know what I mean? Sure. Instead, say what you would like for them to do. Do you think like the like there's certain words where just that frequency of the word doesn't compute? Like just happens to be humans the way that the w- wavelengths come out of the word don't. Right. I think they they pick a lot up on energy and stuff. So mm. I, I think obviously when you're saying don't, you know, you're pretty urgent right. about something. Right. So they don't that's like probably that. pretty. Well, they might uh, get excited or think that that's what you want. Oh. You know what I mean? So say jump on the floor, jump on the floor. Like, right. Like more like put. T- Act, go active on where you want them to go Correct. rather than where you don't want them to be. Correct. That's good advice. I, I Sound. Always sound advice from Hope. It won't work with my cat. Uh, Benji, no. Benji pro- likely will not react in such a way. It will not be a, a positive scenario. Benji, do you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's pretty much, <laughs> that's her move. That's her go-to move. Scream at me. Like and I try to be quiet in the mornings, right? I try to allow Demi to have a little bit, few extra minutes of sleep, and I come into the bathroom, and I don't know how, but Benji ends up in the bathroom before I do. Like, but the door was shut, so it's like either she was in there all night knowing I'm gonna be there in the morning, or she has figured out how to close the door. She can open doors, like they, not if they're latched. I'm not crazy. Not if they're latched, but like, you know, if it's propped, she'll do this paw, paw thing, like on the door that opens it. And she'll just be in there hanging out, waiting on me. And I'll come in and like, you know, halfway asleep, just right off the bat. I'm like, oh gosh, it's morning. And, and that's how I usually start my day was with the welcoming cries of the Zodiac killing cat. And that's, that's what it feels like every single morning. And so, um, you know, cats really are, are the leaders of the world. They really are. Dogs think they've got it under control. But I'll tell you, there's just something about cats. There's something about cats. One thing I can do with, with Benji is shake a bag of treats, and she'll come running. So that is a similarity between her as a cat and former dogs that I've had in the past. Treats are the unifier of all. And that's really a thing, I think, for all of us, human beings, cats, dogs, animals, squirrels maybe even. You really can just shake a bag of treats and anybody will come running. Food really is a a unifier. You know, we get concerned about talking about food so much. I don't have a concern about it. Don't have a concern whatsoever about it because it's a great way to bring people together. We all got to eat. We all got to eat. So use food as an approach. Here's the better way even to do it. Here, here's the double tap on it. You want to you unify somebody. While sitting down in, a, in the next place you're eating, let's say, let's say a public place, random selfie. Random selfie at a public place that is a, a place where you consume food. You double up on food and random selfie, nobody's leaving there upset. Absolutely nobody. Was that Hope again, Bill? Uh, yes, it was. How's she doing? She's doing very well. She says uh, she agrees with your take on the uh, on the cats. She also had a bit of advice. If you want to really, uh, I guess, kind of alpha a cat or get it on your same level, mm. um, give it a little, like a slow blink. Look at it, mm. a little slow blink. Let it know that you're not scared to close its eyes. Your eyes around what if the cat. What if the cat is the alpha and I'm the beta? 
Yes. In in that case, carry on. I think that's my only move because there's she is definitely Benji is definitely the believe she is the alpha. And here's the here's how I can't prove her wrong. Give Benji some slow blinks. <clears throat> here's how I can't prove her wrong. I'll try it. I'm gonna try it. We'll 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 lock eyes every once in a while and be like, I see you over there. We'll do that every we have that connection because I'm the one who picked her up whenever from the shelter, whenever we got her. So we have that like unifying connection. You're responsible. But but there's no way I could ever be the alpha. She's got one distinct advantage over me, and that's claws. And she is not afraid to use them. I've got the scars on my arm to prove it. Good morning, LKN 844 Studio 4. Uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, mm, got a little story for you. Got a little news action. We're gonna find out. You also got national news coming up. Eh, just about now. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, 805, approaching 806. You might be on your way to work if you rock that nine to five. We'll see how long that nine to five trend lasts. I don't think it really exists anymore. And is it okay to roll into the office at nine o'clock, even if you are nine to five? Like there's a lot of people like that are just anxious about, well, I have a nine to five, but I need a really good review for my boss in order to keep my job. So I actually come in at 802 just to make sure that I, I still continue to be uh, looked at as a good employee. Are our standards too high for employees right now? Or are, or are people expecting too much as far as compensation? If you're the employer, you probably think that the employee is expecting too much. If you are the employee, you think, hey, I'm the reason why this business is a success. It's a balance. You got to find the right team. You got to put the right people in place. Don't know how that helps you as you're on your way to work today, but just something to ponder. The more crazy thing is what happened in, in Charlotte this week. Previously, we had talked about these water buffalo that this guy was breeding. I don't know if you remember that story. It was from a few weeks ago. There's a guy like that was breeding water buffalo, and they like escaped. And, and, and his response to authorities was, I didn't know I couldn't do that. I, was, I wasn't aware that, that that wasn't okay. Well, this week, somebody who, who was allowed to have an animal a 900-pound longhorn bull gets out through Charlotte, through Charlotte, and then all of a sudden evades the police. A 900-pound longhorn evades the police. That's a big, that's a big animal. Like, like, how do you evade the police when you're 900 pounds? You're talking about basically like, what, did he hide? Maybe he's a camouflage longhorn bull? Did he like blend in with a brown wall? Did he, did he go in somebody's house? Hey, can I hang out here for a minute? I'm evading the police. Not sure how you evade the police as a 900 pound longhorn bull, but it happened. But it happened. What, what do you think, like, the neighbors did? Like, someone who comes out and finds the, the longhorn bull, what do you, what do you, what do you do? How, how do you, how do you, how do you react? You come out, there's a 900-pound longhorn bull. You're going out, maybe, maybe you go pick up the paper at the, end of the, at the end of the driveway. You walk out the door, you're in the robe, coffee in hand, strolling down, 
look up, pick up the paper. Oh, look. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, the mayor won, an, won another award. The town one. The town's doing pretty good. Huh? Whoa. There's a bull. First reaction for me, besides confusion, I'd probably I'd probably check out the horns. I think I would I, I might try to ride it. You ever just wanted to just get on it and just say, okay, all right, maybe this is the new vehicle. Trying to trying to be energy uh, you know, thoughtful. Although they do talk about cows and how the gas from the cows, right? Like are killing the ozone layer. Do you think do you think cows really can just like kill the ozone layer? Or or is that just something that just is made up? Are cow Bill, are cows really killing the ozone layer right now with their gases? It's likely. Does that make you not want to have cows anymore? No, not at all. Okay. What about this longhorn bull? You come out, let's say you come out of your condo. Right. You, you come downstairs. You're just having a nice little morning breeze walk. You're up a little early, so you have some time. Oh, I might, I might, I might stroll over to the local bodega. And you look up, and there's a longhorn bull, 900 pounds. First reaction. My word. <laughs> My word. I think I would try to ride it. Yeah, okay. Hop on it. Right. You've got like some strong, you know what I mean? Like you got longhorn bull horns. Right. You just approach it. It just kneels down, almost inviting you up. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Do you have to have a saddle to ride an animal? You don't have to have anything to ride an animal. Because back in the day, you know, our, half of our family is Choctaw, right? So Demi is registered Choctaw. Noah and Emmy registered Choctaws. I feel like it's their God-given right to be able to just hop on any animal and ride it, given that they're Native American. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, because I don't think, like, all the movies, like, right, they depict, there's the one uh, we watched on Disney the other week, Spirit. It's about the horse. Uh, it's a horse who, who befriends a uh, Native American because all the savage white colonialness are taking over the land and, like, the Native American and the horse have this symbiotic relationship. Never rode the horse with a saddle. Just hopped on and grabbed the hair as the reins and just rode off. What do you think? Spirit sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Uh, I find myself watching a lot of animated children's movies. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's usually some level of propaganda in all of them. So Sure. I have to explain, you know, not all white people are bad. You know, is that is that the conversation I should be having with my four year old? That's what they make me feel like I should have. Mm. Maybe not. Too young. I don't. I don't think they care. Noah doesn't think about it like that. You know, children's don't think about things that way. Like we as adults are trying to say, oh, this is what we're teaching. This is what we're going into their brains. I don't think Noah cares about that, man. He's not looking at it like that. He's like, Dad, I want to ride a horse right now. I want to go out and ride a horse. You got any horses, Daddy? I don't. But you know what we're gonna do. We're going to go see David Royal over at Nelson Royals, and we're going to talk about horses. Now you're talking about a good time. And we're going to go out there, and we're going we're gonna to go hang out with the national sh uh, mounted shooting champion. Talk about a skill on top of a skill. That's, and that's the next level. Like, now I want to put a six-shooter in my son's hand while he's riding a horse. Right. And let's see what happens. It's a, it's a beautiful image. Probably need to do a little bit of training. Yeah. Probably need to uh, uh, think through it a little bit. I wonder who, I'll have to ask David, who's the youngest mounted shooter? Like, how young can you be to do that? 
set aside, you know, the legalities of having a, a firearm. But there, there are rules, like if you're like a kid and a rifle and you're with a parent, I believe there's some rules there. I probably should ask Sheriff Campbell that uh, to find out the real answer. Uh, because I don't think I hand a four-year-old a gun. That probably won't end well. Mm. But if it was empty, you know, it wasn't loaded, checked, you know, maybe some blanks. I got him a little cap gun. Is, is four too young for a cap gun? It definitely is, is too early at six o'clock in the morning to shoot a cap gun. I think I also, we violated the noise ordinance a couple of times doing that. Then, you know, I, I don't, are cap guns, I guess cap guns, any noise would be included within the noise ordinance. Doesn't matter. But it's just a cap gun for a four year old. Is that an exception? I think, I think you're fine unless he's, you know, hooting and hollering. Well, he definitely was excited. Right. I mean, how could you not be? It, it was, it's one of those things like you want to teach your kids. He's out there bearing arms. You know, like how, how I think back to me as a kid, I don't know what age it was I got a cap gun. I've had cap guns, BB guns, pellet guns. It, it was a thing for a while. Remember like the little round pellet, you know what I mean? Of like course. plastic. Oh, yeah. There were several times at school kids like would bring those to school. But like it, it clearly like, you know, orange tip. It wasn't like a situation like they didn't have it out. They do like the random backpack search. I I got caught with a a, a, a gun in uh, middle school. What? It was a little laser pointer gun. What? It was a little laser pointer gun. The principal, I believe, her name at Bradley Middle was Miss Nichols. Miss Nichols. She took it. It was like the beginning of seventh grade, and then like the day before eighth grade graduation, she calls me into her office. She slides this envelope across the desk, and I open it. It was the it was the the laser pointer. I said, "Shoot, Miss Nichols, we about to have a party tomorrow. I'm out of here." And she gave it back. I thought that was a baller move right there that she gave it back to me. I thought it was gone forever. I actually forgot about it. Good morning, LKN eight four four Studio Four. Good morning to you. Good morning, LKN. Justin is episode 818. We're there. We're flying in. Getting closer and closer. Closer and closer to the day. It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. Bill, you got big things going on this weekend. You're getting back in the saddle of uh, the old lax. Yeah, but get to go play some sports today, or this weekend. Are you excited? Uh, absolutely. Always cool uh, running around uh, with some good friends. Very excited. And so is this like a tournament level style? Like what's the... Yeah, what's... it's tournament. It's tournament. How, give me give me the rundown. Like how many games um, are you... I got three games on Saturday. Come okay. out. Uh, Smith uh, Turf Complex, uh, right beside Four Seasons Mall in Greensboro. Um, got games 10 a.m., 12 p.m., uh, 2 p.m. Um, and then we'll see, depending on how we do Saturday, we'll shake out our schedule on uh, Sunday, so... Do you expect like are you are you guys ranked like USA Women's World nope, Team or nope? nope. I, I put very very low expectations. Um, like I said, I'm here to have a good time. I mean, I know I'm nice. Um, I just don't know how long I'm gonna be nice. I don't know what the legs and the ankles have left in them. So, what do you think that do you know all the players you're playing with? Let me ask you that. Do you know um, all the know, people on your I team? I know a lot of them. I know a lot of them. I've coached. I coached a lot of them. Um, played with a few of them. So you're so. the grandpa on the team? Uh, yeah, dude. It's getting that time. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. 
is it is there an age cutoff for this tournament or is it just you know all you know nope. seniors and amateurs together type thing yep and it's just gonna have a good time just yep adult now a big thing Outside with lacrosse is like stringing your stick yeah and so have you restrung your stick for this tournament or do you not um, touch i that did it anymore? i did it a while ago so no need to touch it right now it's a it's what the kids are calling a dime i poke at baseball a lot yeah you do baseball or lax is there any similarities um you gotta have a lot of motor skills a lot of hand eye um hand eye i'll give you that motor skills baseball not so much but okay okay um yeah i mean lacrosse definitely has some physical moments uh probably a little bit more so than than baseball but uh a physical moment in baseball can be pretty scary so um they're both sports and uh, comparison is the thief of joy. So I enjoy watching both of them and playing both of them. So I like it. Do you, what else, what other activities? Do you have any other activities playing? Cause you know, going back to Burrow, you went to Greensboro college. You got yeah, any other yeah, kind of go back, frequent some of the old spots. Okay. Um, you know, Greensboro, the downtown area has kind of completely changed um, since last time I was there, which was, and I was there for a weekend last year, but kind of pre-COVID uh, was kind of the last and time. And change in a good way? Change, like, what's changed? I think it's changed in a good way. Like, more business? Yeah, more businesses, uh, everything. The downtown area just seems a little more um, vibrant, you know? Um, new bars, new breweries, that whole, that whole shebang. Do you maintain a relationship with your old alma mater? Um, the college itself, uh, probably not as much as I would like to. Um, but my friends and stuff, old teammates, for sure. What's your favorite part of Greensboro? Um, my favorite part of Greensboro was uh, the actual city. In general. I mean, whatever. You know, you think of Greensboro, favorite part. Well, I went to Greensboro College, which was a very small school, which gave me the attention that I personally needed to be successful in college. Uh, but it is surrounded by bigger colleges. So small college, big college, town feel. Okay, so a good yeah. little combo. You nice know, uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson's from oh, Greensboro. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you going to stop off and see him while you're there? Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I ran into him at lunch. You going to take a random selfie with him? I will definitely do that if I if I see him. You see me tell him I said hey too. I 100% will. You would be the link. <laughs> the connect yeah <laughs> hey i'm the one who answered the phone for you when you called the other week i don't know if you right, remember that right right yeah okay well you know greensboro i'm, I'm excited for it. you're driving i assume you're not gonna hop a little little mini nah, little cessna no, or anything drive, like that i'm gonna drive i'm gonna drive yeah you remember the time we flew in a plane together yes i do wow yeah i do so there was a situation that occurred back when bill and i were at hopewell and some of you may remember this we had a friend let's let's call him brian and he, he had his pilot's license. And we're in high school. We had flown in this little single-engine Cessna with him, four-seater. Me, Bill, Brian, and another kid named Tad, RIP. And we flew over Lake Norman. Pretty uh, a nostalgic, pretty uh, intrinsic uh, experience. Absolutely borderline terrifying yes flirted with that line i mean i have still images uh, in my brain of just what how what am i thinking 
and looking back, there was many scenarios where I questioned, like, should we have done what we did? But do you remember then the decision that Brian made later on? Made for us. Made for <laughs> Oh, wait. Are you talking about what he did? Af- not while we were in the plane, okay. but a subsequent situation. Yes. So while we're in the plane, it definitely had some, some theatrics that took place. And so probably as just children shouldn't have done that. Uh, but later on then, Hopewell playing. Was it the North game? Absolutely. So Hopewell and North were rivals in the North Mecklenburger region. So Hopewell High School, North Mech High. Uh, Hopewell being more superior. And so we showed that clout because it was a home game for Hopewell. It was for football. We played them. Did we play them twice a year, one at home, one away? Or did we only just play them once? Once a year. Okay, it wasn't like NFL style or anything like that. I'm trying to remember the season. Not the NFL. So it's a home game for Hopewell. And Brian's got this great idea. He's going to fly the plane over the football field and drop a football onto the field just to showcase his clout, just to prove you cannot compete with our school. Did it just to do it. The level we're at is unsurpassed. And he did it. I remember he, we were getting the text messages. You see the plane in the distance at night. And then he used the stands start rumbling st- a little. And everyone's Teachers like, don't whoa, know whoa. what's going Teachers on. Teachers have no idea. Administrators have no idea. And he lines up perfectly. You think about the 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 lights. Friday night lights lit up like a runway. And then here comes this plane. Right down, right in the middle of the field pretty much went through the the goalpost, straight shot to the other end of the field through the goalpost. Yep, decently low. Drops the football, middle of the play. Like, it's mid-play. It wasn't even like it was halftime. Timing was a little bit off. Probably could have worked on that a little bit from a presentation perspective. Hindsight. And nobody thought about the fact, particularly those who were in that plane, very grateful I declined the invitation for that, by the way. Was invited. Praise the Lord, I said no. I, 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 had a, I was big on being in the stands during the games. I enjoyed being in the stands and being part of it. It's kind of like times. the ritual, right? If, you, if you're um, superstitious, right? We really wanted to win. We, we were having a good season. But we didn't think about the fact, highly illegal what he was doing. And I don't even know if it was really illegal. It's just more like that gray area, like you shouldn't do this. Like having a pilot's license is a big deal. It's bad practice. Not a good scenario. Like likely like the height levels. I know that like in the when you're outside of this bubble of Charlotte Douglas International Airport, you certainly can fly at much lower heights as compared to when you're there. And so instant, instant expulsion. Him and, and one of the and the other Tad, who was an instant expulsion from school. But it made the local paper. Legends. Went down history. I'm pretty sure I still have the news. My mom kept the newspaper because the newspaper had the uh the picture of the football with all the signatures on it. Right. See, so he had gotten everybody to sign a football earlier that day at school unbeknownst to teachers knowing you know oh we're just signing football because it's uh, a rival game we're just we're just oh we love we love the the rally what a good idea uh you know brian um the culture is so strong here at hopewell 
Little did they know, plane flying over, dropping it, instant expulsion. I think, I don't know if he, I think he got his pilot license back. I'll have to like find somebody who has it. I might, I still have a number for him in my phone. I'm going to have to shoot him a text and see. Maybe he'll be willing to come on the morning show and he's talk birth, about he's it. He's a birthday buddy, so yeah, I could definitely summon him. Y- yeah. I think we should have him on the show to talk about it. Sure. It would be fun. Uh, so so that happened locally. That's a local situation that happened. That was what, 2008, 2007, 2008? Yeah, two, that had to be fall 2007. Fall 2007, um, Plane Gate, and it went down, and uh, it was a good time. It was also a big uh, kind of awakening for me with the how the media kind of uh, explains things because the stories were just kind of different. I remember somebody said it was a bag of pleats that he dropped really? out. Yeah, I mean, there were just some conflicting reports that were just like, who who, who, who did you and ask? And you just got to think about how much that kind of extrapolates, you know, the bigger the story. Um, I'm pretty sure, too, he had, like, an interview to go maybe on, like, Letterman. I think, too, he made it to, like, some rounds of, of yeah. maybe potentially getting I, the story out there like that. Yeah, I think he got some sound legal advice to just not. Just to not talk to anybody yeah, about yeah. it. That's probably true. I should have probably gotten, gotten you know, well, I, I probably had good advice, but I just am hard-headed. Subsequent to flying in that plane, I have flown in a helicopter multiple times since over Lake Norman. Okay. I enjoy a good helicopter ride. Okay. Doors open. Who are you? Just flying over the lake. I, at one point, wanted to jump out of the helicopter into the lake. I, I, just when you think you know a guy. I, we were doing a promo video. We did a live event back with the law firm back in the day. It was about um, Lake Norman and getting dock approvals through Duke Energy. And so we were doing the promo video for it. And we wanted we live-streamed the video, too. So, see, we've been live-streaming content for years. And, and, and we did it with the law firm. And I, we, we had rented a helicopter, one of the partners we had as part of the, the video shoot and, and business partners who, who came out with us. And, and, and we, we flew a helicopter over Lake Norman. And I wanted to jump out of it and be like, that, that's the promo. That's the promo. Very glad I didn't jump out of the, the helicopter now. But it was definitely a cool experience. And we flew over and around um, Charlotte. Saw the Panther Stadium from right above. You got to change your perspective, people. Good morning, LKN. 844-STUDIO-4. Love you, my kid. Coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. 8.35. On the dot. Check it against the world clock. Maybe. Yesterday was a big education day here at WSIC. Multiple shows talking about education. School's starting back up. Big topic across the entire state. Representative Jason Sane, who does a show every Wednesday here on WSIC from 11 to 12, all things Sane, had Heather Rhine, the Lincoln County School Board Chair. I was grateful I was able to make it back to the studio to meet her, just shake her hand sharp. Representative Sane is holding it down. He, he is bringing uh, conversations uh, directly to you. We're grateful that he's part of the WSIC family. So, And you can go to WSICnews.com. You can always go back and watch all of our content because we, we record everything, right? We, we put it out live, so, and then we have it on YouTube. We've got it on Facebook. We've got it everywhere. And then we also podcast all the episodes we're doing of all of our shows. So you can go back and you can listen to the content as well. 
we use uh, we we embed Apple Podcasts onto our website in particular. We are on Spotify and the probably 50 other platforms that you can podcast and get your content on. We want to provide the opportunity to you to get the content where you want it. And then Bill Russell, the president of the Lake Norman Chamber, also had on uh, two separate organizations for schools, a new Christian high school coming into, uh, I want to say it's technically Cornelius, I believe, is the address. It's just north of Highway 73, and Highway 73 is pretty much kind of that line for Huntersville and Cornelius. So I'm, I believe it's a Cornelius address for the school. And then also another faith-based, Christian-based uh, preschool coming into the area. So a lot of talk about education right now, um, and you likely feel a particular... Ambassador Christian High is the name of the high school. Cornelius Early Scholars is the name of the preschool. So there are definitely moves being made in the education realm. Lincoln County Schools doing very well. They're continuing to go up, and they want only the best for their students as well. So absolutely a fan that our community in particular cares about education. And we're willing to have conversations about it. A big topic, I think we're going to see it continue to be at the legislative level, a big conversation. And there's a lot of emotion to it. Teachers, they, we all want teachers to make more money. I don't think anybody disagrees with it. Here's the one part of the conversation where I start kind of pulling back on, on the making a bunch of more money. And it's not, I don't think that they don't need to make more money. I think teachers should make more money. I think good teachers should make more money because there are bad teachers out there. They're just it. There's, there's bad in everywhere. And, and that profession is no different. So, you know, I, I can't throw a blanket. Every teacher is amazing. Not true. But they get 10 weeks off at summertime. So I just want to throw that out there as just a counter to the point. In the benefits package, how much is summertime worth to have 10 weeks in a year? 10 out of 52. 20%. 20% of the year, not including all the other holidays and teacher work days and all the other things that happen throughout a school year, you have paid vacation. I don't know any other profession that has that short of being a small business entrepreneur owner yourself and just celebrating National Lazy Day. And so I just throw that as part of the conversation. Again, though, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm married to a teacher. I believe they should make more. I think, I think that they all should make more money, the ones that are good and care about their kids. And we, we, we find ways to do that. I think that schools should be Taj Mahal level palaces for kids to be able to learn. I think kids learn in particular ways. One of the critiques I would say of the system, and this is my, my, my take of being married to a teacher, hearing the conversations, also speaking with other leaders um, in some districts throughout the area. I don't understand the standardized grading system very well. Like, every, like you, you have particular letters you hit. Like So if, let's say, by the end of fourth grade, you're supposed to be at a reading level H, and I'm just making that up. I don't know the exact thing. I'd have to check with Demi on what the standards are. If, if a kid doesn't hit the H, at the state level, the school is looked at as by missing the mark. But from an education perspective, are we looking at where the kids are starting from and how much percentage-wise they grow in a given year? 
Like if a kid comes in like cannot read, this child cannot read, and by the end they're reading and their percentage has gone up significantly, should we consider that a miss? It's hard to say we should because isn't it about the individual student? Like once you hit college, like for whatever reason, we all just realize I'm not as smart as that person. Just not, and I'm not going to be. And thank you now for accepting that society that we all have different levels of education. So I, that would be my one critique of thinking through, and I'm not an expert. I, I think the state does a great job of bringing in experts and having these conversations. But for all the leaders out there, education, I, I, I'm of the belief we need to look at the individual child and see the growth of that individual child as compared to just creating these set standards. Because while like, Bill, we talked about it. Chemistry, not my thing. You, you ain't going to find me hitting the mark on chemistry. What's like on the periodic table, what's like the, the, the symbol for copper? It's not like CO, is it? No, I think, it, I think it's like an A. Maybe. AU. Maybe it's an upside down U. I don't know. Isn't that a thing too in science, like an upside down U, or maybe that's math? I'm not sure. Well, you know what they say about math in school? It's the only subject that counts. Ooh, cue the zinger. That one. That one's free. But but for other things, math I did pretty well in. I enjoyed math. I still enjoy math. I really like math. Numbers make sense to me. My problem with history was I just don't like to read. So like that really just requires you to read the book and memorize. You know, some subjects are just pure memorization. Most most subjects are pure memorization. But some like you can connect with. And so we think about like, let, let's take like a plumber, for instance, or an HVAC technician. Like a plumber may not have done really well in like an organized fashion of algebra. But a really good plumber is going to understand slope. So your badooty dupe flows down the pipe in an orderly fashion. Clip it. <laughs> That's what matters, right? And once you get to the real world. And so focusing on trades, focusing on practical application. And look, I'm not lowering the standard. I'm not trying to do like I wish we would do with the BMI index and lower the standard. I'm not doing it because Lord knows I need that. But I'm, I, I get it. We're not going to compromise on that. But let's, let, let's talk about holistically what is a good standard. And I know these conversations are happening. It's not like they're not happening. I'm not, this isn't like revolutionary, this discussion I'm happening. It was really cool to talk with Representative Sane about ALEC. And like ALEC is this, this I, I believe it's just the Republican Party. I, I could be wrong about that, so forgive me uh, if I'm wrong about that. But we're all of like around the country, these representatives come together and, and they discuss the ideas that are happening all around the country, policy-wise, trying to figure out, hey, what can we learn? What's worked? What hasn't? And so that's a really cool opportunity, and it's awesome that our state legislator gets involved at that level. I mean, we're on the national stage. Not that we weren't before, but, hey, I'd say North Carolina's on everybody's dance card right now. The American Legislative Exchange Council. There's your acronym. ALEC. And it was in Orlando. And, and Representative Sane did his broadcast live from Orlando. That's the... I may not be able to speak Japanese. I, I almost failed that class. I may not be really good at chemistry, but my goodness if we don't like making content here at WSIC. 
wherever you're, wherever the show host is at, we will put forward the tools to try to help them get on air. And Representative Sane is having a lot of fun playing with that. And Bill Russell's having a lot of fun playing with that. All of our hosts have a lot of fun playing with that. We're going to tell you about the lineup. The lineup's coming up next. I'm going to tell you today, I'm going to give you the outlook on your day. You can pop that earbud in, carry us around all day. Don't do my move where like you look at someone in the eye, like you're supposed to be having this active listening conversation and not have a response. I'm going to teach you how you can work through that a little bit, a little bit of inside knowledge I've got so you can take WSIC with you and still continue on with your day. Good morning, LK, and 844-STUDIO-4. Coming back, my kid. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the sticks, 848. And we are cruising through. Big lineup today. Every day is a big lineup, and I love it. You will not find more local content anywhere than you do at WSIC, hands down. Most local content, giving you access to all the leadership that we can, to all the varieties of content, and today is no exception. And at 9 o'clock, as you get every day, the national treasure himself, Pat Shannon. It's raining outside today, but from what I hear, Pat Shannon is in the building, ready to go. I'm curious to hear from Pat on if his power has been restored. I know that's been a big thing with the storms that happened. Our thoughts and prayers have gone out to all of the families that have been without power. We have been in talks with Energy United. They have worked very diligently to get as all of the homes back on, on grid, on power, uh, online, in line, as quickly as they can. And I believe as of 4 p.m. yesterday, I think they said everyone affected by the storm had been, power had been restored. Not an easy gig. So shout out to all the line workers, all the crews that have been working around the clock trying to get that, that, that happening again. And power is necessary. Utilities are necessary because that's the secret to taking WSIC with you anywhere you want. WSICnews.com. You can watch the video all day long of our local programming. You can listen to the audio stream. I also know a lot of people like this TuneIn app. Bill, you ever listened through the TuneIn app before? I have not, but I definitely want to give it a shot. Everyone, a lot of people listen through the TuneIn app because they have like an Amazon, you know, like an Alexa right. or, or a, does Apple have a home? Do they have a home device? Like oh, home? yeah. Yeah. So iHome. iHome. Uh, a lot of people listen digitally through the stream that way. And so we want to give a shout out to our digital fan that listens on their home devices. We support it and um, we're all for it. However you want to digest the content. So that's what you do. You pop the earbud in and you can walk around work in the office and you just active listening. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. It's going good. Going good. Great day. It's a great day. Can't talk right now. Got to go. And that's what you can do. You can take us with you all day long and get all the local content. Or if you need to, you can go back and watch it or listen to it later. And that's pretty good too. But so at 9 to 11, Pat Shannon, if you want to buy something, sell something, trade something, oh gosh, you can do that. And he's giving away prizes every day. Someone who airs on Mondays, not on Thursdays, is on the phone right now, Joe Vagnone. Joe, Joey, Joey V from NYC. How we doing, sir? Justin, how are you doing this fine morning, my friend? Another day in paradise, my brother. How are you? <laughs> you know, every morning I get up, my wife just taught me 
how to watch this tube on my brand new uh, movie making device. For those of you that don't know Joe Talk, that's a that's a smart TV, and I and I I get my delicious cup of black powder coffee, and I watch Justin every morning. You do? You watch and me every morning? You, I watch you every morning on my brand new movie making device on the Tube Channel. Uh, I absolutely enjoy it, my friend. Uh, and I'm sipping on a cup of black powder coffee because it's delicious. I do love that me some black powder. Said, today you hit a spot that I thought maybe I better call Justin and, and uh, talk with him just a little bit, which is this whole education thing. You really hit on something. You know, it was years all the way through school and probably the first year of uh, – college, you know, I went to Central Piedmont Community College and studied in a hotel restaurant management program out there. It probably wasn't until the second year that I realized, you know what, I'm really not the dumbest person in the, in the school. I, I, I'm dyslexic, and it, it, how I learn is different. And that really, once I realized that, it made a huge difference on how I see things and it's not that I can't read. I just read really slow. And so you hit on a topic for me that's been, that's been uh, something I've been pounding on. You know, we had a guy on the show that was on Fox News about a year ago. He wrote a book, Blue Collar Gold. And in my world, selling small businesses, uh, there are many, many very sharp, intelligent people. And what do they want to buy, Justin? They want to buy service-related businesses, plumbing businesses, heating and air conditioning businesses. And so you hit on a, a topic for me that I think all of these schools need to be focusing on more. Look at that. We're bridging generational gaps, Joe, because this terminology you're trying to use as it relates to digital content is just hilarious to me. But see, look, the, the, we know no bounds here at WSIC. We know no bounds and we can connect. <laughs> but you bring up a point, uh, and this is something that, that I think is important, teaching to the child, not to the set academic standard. And that is something I will give praise to, particularly Lake Norman Charter, where Demi teaches at. They're very big on allowing the teachers to make decisions that are in the best interest of the child, i.e., hey, if the kid isn't learning right using a particular plan, change it up. Call an audible. Help the child. That is something they're very big on there. She previously was at CMS at a Title I school, and CMS's big mantra is, follow a set uniform standard. So that's why I take issue with it. Now, I survived CMS personally, right? You know I went to Hopewell. Bill, Bill the Buffer went to Hopewell as well. So we survived. I would say I think that like 2008 timeframe, it was different in education than it is right now. But still, we've got to figure out something to do here to help the next generation. And part of that is allowing them to, to learn the way that they want. We have all these resources. We talk about all these different options. Why aren't we utilizing all these options in the education system at this point? Okay, Justin, I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to hand it to you. I mean, the small business broker from Cornelius, North Carolina, the dumbest man in the room most of the time is going to give you the answer to education. It, and matter of fact, Bill Russell had some people on his show yesterday that were real close to that. You have to make sure that the education is relevant. It's got to be connected with industry. If it's connected with industry, industry is going to tell you what they need. They're even going to help teach you what that is. So that's my solution. 
bring high school technical stuff back. You know, we had it years ago, and I think it's a big uh, void. And some of the people I heard on Bill Russell's show yesterday, which, by the way, that was a great show that Bill had on yesterday. Uh, I think they're moving in that direction with some of those new uh, charter schools. You're the man, Joe. What's up for the day for you? You got a bunch of meetings and selling a bunch of businesses, or what's happening? I have a couple of meetings. You know, Zoom has changed my world. You know, technology has just messed me up, you understand. I used to get all dressed up, looking shiny, made sure my shoes look good, you know, even learn how to put on different color socks, you know, and go to these meetings and impress people, look them in the eye, shake their hand. You know what I mean? That's how I got to know you and decide whether I liked you or not. I want to do business with you. Now I got to figure all that out on Zoom, and it's a whole lot more difficult. But I'm probably doing two or three meetings a week of new clients instead of I used to do uh, maybe one meeting a week because the process of travel and, and scheduling got so much more difficult. So for me, uh, business has gotten much busier and I can get, be, become much more productive uh, with with Zoom and that sort of stuff. So I've got me some, I've got me two big meetings today. Some new clients I'm going to be talking with, and the economy is Justin is scaring and concerning a lot of small business people. Not that they think things are going to be horrible, but they just don't know what tomorrow looks like. I, I don't even know what I'm going to have for lunch yet, Joe. <laughs> Hey, buddy, I don't want to keep you any longer. I just want to let you know you're on a great topic of, of school and education. Keep it up. I encourage people um, that if you don't think your, your child's going to, uh, to college or they're not interested in college, a <clears throat> Central Piedmont, Mitchell Community College are great options. There's a great book out there called Blue Collar Gold, and literally there are multimillionaires Every day you're seeing them, every day you're seeing them wash your windows, you're seeing them clean your, clean your chimney, you're seeing them um, do your plumbing, you're seeing them doing the heating and air conditioning system. Um, so honestly, uh, college does not determine the success of your life at all. Amen, brother. Appreciate you. We'll see you later. You got it, buddy. Hey, you tell Wilton I love him, and I don't care what you say about him. Wilton is the man. I'll, I'll pass it along. I'll pass it along. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I don't know if I can right now. We'll see. You got it, buddy. See ya. All right, there you go, Joe Vagnone. And he's absolutely right about community colleges. So Demi went to Haywood Community College before transferring to App. It's also a cost-effective way to get an education, right? That's a big part of the conversation right now, too, is just pure cost. There was the mantra, right, that the Look, let's call it what it is. The previous generation pushed this mantra. Leadership of these corporations pushed this mantra. You got to get a four-year degree. You got to get a four-year degree. Go get a four-year degree and come, and then we'll get you a job. And now with the droves of people going to get four-year degrees, taking on a bunch of debt, and now they can't get these you know, level jobs that they thought they were going to get, that they believed they were promised. I'm not blaming one group or another. I th again, we all make our own choices. We all make our own decisions. I, I do think that there's some, you know, propaganda out there. Not afraid to call it that because that is what it is. You know what is propaganda is this show. Just pure propaganda. Nothing else. If you take anybody seriously in your day on WSIC, the only person that should really be 
is Pat Shannon. And he's coming up next. Daylight Donuts, Boxcar Grill, Lake Mountain Coffee, giving away stuff every day. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 7 to 9 every day. I love you, my kid.